0: intro take four recording live from the ashtray gray skies of cleveland ohio i'm your host scott Roder, and on this december day i'm going to lay out the agenda for this week's episode of crime scene time machine we will set the dial of the machine into the near future so that we can possibly predict how the ruling class is planning to fuck us next time first stop is darpa working closely with social media and the fbi the greatest crime-solving organization in the world to monitor your very thoughts and activities. CERN is actively trying to destroy, if not already done, this version of the reality of the multiverse so that the World Health Organization can continue to convince you this time to cover all of your holes. Bill Gates will have you eating shit and die, but before you do, you need to go heavily in debt at the Rockefeller College of Behavior Management and Average Learning with an emphasis on consensus science. We'll entertain you with the media class at the CNN Mind Control Network, because they'll have you locked in your house in fear from attack by terrorists. But that's okay. Stay at home and listen to your favorite R&B artist, shake that wet-ass pussy, because your favorite Hollywood star is a demon, a pimp, and a rock star. But if you do go outside and try to look up through Harp's layer of clouds and contrails, NASA will divert your attention to a 3D animation of this spinning ball hurling through space. Meanwhile, the parasite and predator class of this world will be on vacation in Antarctica at the Illuminati Disneyland, all in this week's episode of How Are the Nerds Going to Kill Us? I'm Scott Roder. this is Crime Scene Time Machine, and now it's time to start the show. Segment 1, DARPA's Development of the AI Robot Airplane.
1: So the Air Combat Evolution Program is trying to develop trusted, scalable, human-level AI-driven autonomy for air combat. The Alpha Dogfight trials really enabled us to see the potential of this particular uh, approach to taking artificial intelligence and moving it into the cockpit. And ultimately moving it into a live cockpit where the human beings are able to kind of shape that and, and gain trust in it as it goes along the way. Uh, we uh, saw the compelling need to continue to push the technology forward and really into these more collaborative uh, environments where human-machine symbiosis is really going to be tested um, and, and pushed to its limit, right, uh, especially with regard to trust and uh, that that trust measurement and trust assessment of the human pilots. And so halfway through phase one of the program, we um, began our uh, series of three scrimmages. In scrimmage number one, we have two aircraft working together to prosecute an adversary with everyone having two weapons, two discriminating weapons, one with a a rather precise, uh, shorter range weapon in the gun and a longer range, um, less discriminatory weapon in the missile. And this really introduces a lot of dynamics that we were unable to push and explore in the Alpha Dogfight trials. But what it allows us to do is look for clear of no fire as well as the complexity of uh, maneuvering two aircraft in relation to an adversary. In order to make the program real, um, we need to fly it in a real airplane. And uh, none of the aircraft right now are really ready for an artificial intelligence algorithm to essentially come on board and help control it. And so the first aircraft that we are modifying is an L-39. It's a Czechoslovakian trainer that is uh, rather widely used in the civilian sector. It's a uh, pretty uh, reliable aircraft. It flies a lot. There are several of them out there. And it, it serves as a nice test bed for us to go in and modify. In order to do that, we have to uh, calculate a bunch of things that are associated with just how the aircraft behaves so that we have an accurate performance model that the AI algorithm can uh, essentially use to make predictions and make decisions on maneuvers and that sort of thing.
0: Sounds great, right? Well. I don't know about you, but I feel slightly uncomfortable when the uh, Lockheed Martin and DARPA with their AI dogfighting technology want to combine all of that technology into one package so that ultimately we won't have a human pilot in that plane at all. Uh, Or if we do, he's just simply there to press the abort button. Now, that might sound good in this futuristic world of, you know, man-on-man, World War II-style fight the fight-out-shooting-the-Nazis-from-the-sky uh, kind of scenario, but I think ultimately what it's going to be is no humans are going to be involved in that fighting process, and ultimately these AI robot military airplanes are going to be the front line in the, the automation of the decision to shoot, bomb, or kill human beings? And how can we possibly expect artificial intelligence to comply with orders that are in direct uh, conflict with each other, right? So we think about that movie, iRobot, where they had the three laws, you know, uh, must never harm a human, and must do whatever they can to defend themselves without harming a human, and then the third law, repeat and rinse, you know, something like that. But how are they going to be able to follow their main directive of accomplishing their military tactical goal, and then also have the human factor of mitigating and or um, peripheral collateral damage on a human effective basis? You can't expect... A.I. Uh, to be able to discern the value of one human life versus another under a military tactical goal. So, you know, that's uh, DARPA for you, combined with uh, private military uh, uh, in Air, Air Force to bring you the robot airplane fighter jet coming to a town near you. Segment two, HARP.
2: I wanted to ask a question, a couple of questions here about HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Uh, several of you at the table have a little bit of a piece here. As you know, this is located up in Alaska. It's currently funded by the Air Force Research Lab. It was formerly funded by the Office of Naval Research. One of the prime customers is DARPA. Uh, which is currently running experiments at the facilities here. So uh, questions to, to several of you this morning. I'm told by the president of the University of Alaska that the Air Force has pulled its support for the facility and they're taking steps to uh, to demolish it or take it down uh, this summer. He's making the argument that, uh, that there is other opportunities for us and uh, is trying to find a path where the university might be able to take title to the facility. Most Alaskans don't really know what HARP does or why the agency is involved in it. Uh, So a very brief explanation and then a more direct question, would you be disappointed or would you lose something if if HARP were to go away? It, Dr. Walker, your agency is currently running the facility. Um, i mentioned that it's our understanding through the President of UAF that that the plans are to move forward and, and demolish. The facility this summer. So, the question to you is Is that accurate? Can you explain why? And then, uh, perhaps to both you and Mr. Schaefer, is there any benefit in exploring a potential relationship with the University uh, of Alaska to, to perhaps take over the HARP? Yeah,
1: thank you, Senator. It, the Air Force has uh, gotten great value out of HARP in the past. Two we took it over from the Navy and managed it, and actually did a number of uh, experiment campaigns up there, and uh, have finished our, our work that we're interested in doing up there. We have finished our, our work that we're interested in doing up there. We've uh, moving on to other ways of uh, managing the ionosphere, which the HARP was really designed to do was to inject energy into the ionosphere, and be able to actually control it, actually control it, actually control it, and, control it. and uh, but that work is has been completed. Uh, but that work is has been completed. And uh, but that work is has been completed. And uh, but that work is has been completed.
0: Uh, that is uh, Doctor Walker testifying at the Appropriations Subcommittee, um, titled here uh, SD one ninety two, probably Senate Committee. Hearing 17, 192 for whatever that subcommittee reference means. In any event, I think what Dr. Walker just said here is they were using that facility in Alaska to affect the ionosphere so that they can be able to control that ionosphere. They've gotten good results out of that facility. They no longer need that facility because I think what he's saying is they now control the ionosphere. And if you can control the ionosphere, correct me if I'm wrong, I'll have to check with uh, famous uh, Cleveland uh, meteorologist Dick Goddard or Chuck Sable or uh, uh, was one of those fellows uh, to let me know if you can control the ionosphere, doesn't that mean you control the planetary weather? Because uh, I think that it does. Maybe a little bit, a little bit. So there's always been a little bit of a conspiracy theory out there in the world that, uh, oh, hey, oh, hey uh, TARP's controlling the weather. DARPA's uh, controlling the weather. We already talked about DARPA. This is HARP now, okay? HARP is controlling the weather. They have cloud machines that can create thunderstorms in a couple of hours, and they can do that, right? They can do that. Our government now has the ability to control the weather. And then, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite, other than the John F. Kennedy assassination, which really pisses me off that there's such cognitive dissonance out there about it. Other than the John F. Kennedy assassination, my second most annoying conspiracy theory, that's 100% true, but they've been 100% lying about it up until now, is the contrails or the chemical trails, the chemtrails coming out of the back of commercial and military and private airplanes, dusting our skies with gaff or aluminum or chemicals or straight up smoke screening you and blocking the positive effects of the sun, polluting our soil, controlling our minds uh, uh, to uh, whatever they're trying to hide. Whatever goal this secret control group is trying to accomplish, I'm not here to tell you that I know what it is, but I know it ain't good. Because when you're sneaking around, doing stuff you're not supposed to do, that's why I feel like the whole alien phenomena is not good too, right? Because just like what happened in Vegas, you're sneaking around in the middle of the night, scaring good folks, you know, out of their out of, out of their pants, making them go pray, Because they're so scared. You shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be doing it. Right? So, anyway, folks, that's harp for you. Section 3. Doja Cat. According to an article published January 24th, 2023 and updated February 9th by the online music publication High Snobbity, Doja Cat is many things, YouTube queen, underappreciated fashion icon, pop pioneer, Twitter titan, pick your own superlative, however there's one thing Doja Cat certainly is not, Satan worshipper, devil of the servant of the devil and practitioner of the dark arts
3: see this do you know what this is or who this is this is doja cat check out this video of her transforming check this video y'all look at this look look at her eyes do y'all see that i slowed it down for y'all but look at look at the entity look at her eyes shifting back and forth y'all see that her eyes shifting back and forth look at the face on her y'all see that i took a few screenshots from the video right see i told y'all these are entities these celebrities are nothing but celebrated entities that you are giving your energy to because how would you think someone dressing up like these is a real person you know look at this how can you think this is a real person Doja your cat is literally telling you who she is she's telling you she's the devil that's why she made that song i'm the devil she's literally telling you who she is in that body and this is why y'all gotta be careful who you give your energies to. They're literally take. they're literally siphoning you for your energy. But yeah, y'all, it's crazy, man. The veil is lifting and the truth is coming out. Boy, these entities will no longer be able to sustain the atmosphere on Earth. Let's get this shift.
0: But let's hear what Doja Cat has to say for herself. And in her own words, here she is.
2: I like to put food inside of me like I am a, like, I am a doggy bag and, and my, and the food is dog shit, and I'm doing my one function, and that is to put poop inside of me, by the way, I love to eat shit, dude, I love eating dog poop, it's like my favorite thing to do, it's fucking awesome, bitch, I
3: said what I said, I better be
1: famous instead,
0: Now, you guys can go on to YouTube and TikTok and do this research for yourself. Clearly, Doja Cat is getting in touch with the darker side. Um, now, is this a satanic panic? Uh, brought back out from the 70s and 80s because, you know, frankly, folks, listen, I'm no prude. I grew up with rock and roll here in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, let's go ahead and take a listen at some of the songs of the past that have been number one hits that also might have been slightly evil. So I guess you can't really say that this Luciferian imagery and uh, celebrating celebrating the entity or the celebrity uh, is anything new. You know, we go back uh, into the archives and can find... Uh, Videos of Elvis Presley um, shape-shifting right on camera, you know, his eye popping out of his head. Very similar to what Doja Cat was caught doing at her uh, Scarlet uh, music tour. So, you know, I guess, um, you know, be careful out there uh, what you give your energy to. Um, You know, there's even something as innocuous as Taylor Swift. Uh, being a part of the card carrying member of the Illuminati, uh you know, going to all of the same parties as Doja Cat and all these people. Um uh You know, uh, uh, people like uh, Lady Gaga calling her followers little monsters and uh, things like that. There is a pervasive um, Luciferian theme uh, in the music. Now, you know, you don't have to believe in the devil or anything like that to give it its power to believe that it's real. But there's certainly, uh, I think, an effort by the people who do attempt to channel dark arts and it works for them uh, in the time being. You can even go back to little Uzi. Uh,
3: hold on, let me explain something up real quick. Before everybody starts screaming and saying, oh, like I told y'all earlier, you motherfuckers entered the rapture.
0: And if ain't nobody flying up to heaven right now, obviously all y'all motherfuckers going to hell
3: right with me. So let's get it. Oh, you already here. I'm so sorry. You can't get out. You're stuck. It's over. You heard the song a million
0: times and you didn't even know. That's f***ing up, but I still love you. At one of his concerts where we hear him saying, uh, all you people, hey, there's no hope for you. You're all going to hell with me. you know uh, These are common themes throughout rap music and rock and roll historically. Uh, you know, so uh, I think the the moral of this story is, uh, you know, uh, there is a plan in place, especially in the music and Hollywood uh, industries, uh, both uh, TV, uh, movies and music, to uh, place imagery and the normalization of... You know, this Luciferian ideology into uh, people's hearts and minds, you know. And you have to ask yourself who is in charge of the music industry and why are they trying to uh, push this kind of music that has a very specific design? And that is to destroy the American family unit to destroy the nuclear family, to destroy culture, to destroy good, and ultimately to weaken a large group of people because their plan is to divide you up and then conquer you. So how do you divide up a large group of people, say, America, well, you break up the family. You take the father out of the house and you give the mom a check for having a baby without a husband, right? You promote the pornification of the American man and you promote the idea that for a woman if you stay at home and serve your family, you're a slave. But if you abandon your family and go to work and serve your workmaster, you're free. Think about that. It's all wrapped in together. I, I'll say, uh, I'm gonna quote Prince.
3: There's a war going on the battlefields in the mind. And the prize is the soul. So let's
0: be careful. Be careful. Thank you. Well, all right. Maybe we're being a little too hard on Doja Cat. Let's see what she has to say uh, about, you know, things that she would like to do and, you know, responding to, uh, you know, some more of the satanic criticism. So let's give her a chance to respond.
2: I want to do goat sacrifices because that's actually pretty spooky. Oh, wow. Also, I'd love to give a shout out to Satan. Uh, <laughs>
3: I feel like I'm in elementary school. People are like, oh, did you sell your soul yet? <laughs> and then they run away. It feels like it's a bunch of, like, seven-year-olds being like, hey, don't did you sell your soul? And then they run as fast as they can away from it. And they start
1: snickering in the corner. It's the same energy. You get exposed.
3: Do you mean, why are you different now, Shut the Doja Cat confirms why she is a demon worshiper. Doja Cat's new music video for demons features a demonic transformation and a cameo by Christina Ricci. The video, co-directed by Doja, begins with a suburban scene, but takes a chilling turn as Doja transforms into a red-eyed demon.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Doja Cat is, uh, she's unfazed with the accusations and, um, you know, uh... that is the number one pop star in the world today coming into the earbuds of a child in, near you so hold on baby and uh... i don't know that's what figured out as it goes but uh... makes me wanna say a little uh, Hail Mary every once in a while alright so, folks, uh, we'll be back after this short break with our final segment Illuminati Disneyland This pussy top Louis put you eyes hell. This pussy make movies wetter than a whale This pussy be choosing trapping it fell. Don't but the cash Section four Antarctica. The world is a vampire. Sent to dream. It's difficult to focus on the enigma known as Antarctica. In a world where we are mired by reports of endless war, poverty, and spiritual bankruptcy while being bombarded 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the meaningless topics in pop culture clearly designed to distract, confuse, and ultimately frustrate us from investigating the truth of this reality for ourselves. Humans are, if anything, explorers, innovators, and quite brave. However, we are mostly now relegated and absorbed by entertainment. We have been led to believe that there is nothing left to explore in this world. It's all been done. So sit back and relax, Jack. Eat a burger and watch the news. It's far too dangerous out there for you. We will protect you. Keep you warm and safe, little child. Just stay inside. If we are going to muster up the gumption to find out the truth behind the real evil that infected our realm, possibly extraterrestrial entities rumored to walk among us and shapeshift into people close to the human leadership or who knows, maybe the leadership themselves, dear King, President, CEO, Dr. Lizard, congressman, woman. If that is true, then where do they come from? There is no place more guarded. On this world than Antarctica isolated from exposure to all of our eyes Antarctica could very well be Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 of all conspiracy theories a continent the size of Canada and the United States combined with only a few hundred skeleton crew people there at any one time mostly scientists Even their movement is restricted to very small coastal bases. It's also the only continent without a permanent resident. Only one human baby has been born on it. And according to the legacy media, official record, no war has ever been fought there. No minerals or oil, gold, diamond, titanium, uranium or other precious items have ever been taken from this most certainly rich untapped earthly treasure. Of course this land is off limits for regular folks like you and me however some very special VIPs in the elite parasite class visit regularly like former Secretary of State John Kerry, Hollywood movie star Tom Hanks or royal family Prince Harry and his college buddies. Of course We can't forget astronaut Buzz Aldrin, who visited Illuminati Disneyland apparently to check out the very pointy mountains, or should I say pyramids, that are peeking out from the two-mile thick layer of ice and snow. Why would you, sitting there in your home at your desk or at work or driving your truck across the country, ever really be concerned with a giant ice cap at the bottom of this spinning blue marble? Well, let me tell you something, the powers of the (coughs) true and bit of this world hold Antarctica as its most prized secret. Even enlisting the assistance of Google Earth and NASA to scratch out hundreds of miles of segments of the aerial view so that you cannot see it on the interwebs, and in other cases just sloppy photoshopping it out of the scene. However, they do either carelessly or deliberately leave a few breadcrumbs as to what's actually going on beneath this frozen tundra. If you believe anything that astronaut Buzz Aldrin says, well, you should be pretty scared. In 2019, he tweeted on his trip to Antarctica where he had a heart attack and was flown out on an emergency basis said on Twitter, I have seen the very face of evil and we should all be scared. It was quickly taken down from Twitter and if you ask him about it, he might just punch you in the face like he does to people who ask him to put his hand on a Bible and swear that he walked on the moon. So Be careful. I guess the real question is, if the government and industry of our world are greedy, bottom-line, contemporary time over the last 150-so years, why has no one ever plundered, pillaged, and raped it like it's done to literally all of our beautiful lands from its gold water supply, now covered with telephone-wired poles and electricity poles, blacktop paved everywhere, So you can put up a parking lot. How that society has kept their fingers out of the biggest of cookie jars. Thomas Edison and J.P. Morgan knew of free energy technology as early as 1907 with Nikola Tesla. But they buried it so deep. It's still buried with no plan on its implementation ever. At least for you and me these same descendants of that robber baron ilk are still in charge today why have they not plundered antarctica yet why does the antarctic treaty cover not only the continent of antarctica but anything below 60 degrees south parallel including all water around the continent it also covers the moon look it up folks you can go right there to wikipedia and look it up the antarctic treaties of 1961 covers the moon. What else was going on in the early 60s? Well, I have some theories that I will withhold at this time, pending further research. However, you can't bring up Antarctica without mentioning the stories about Admiral Richard Byrd and his several trips to the Antarctica, once as an emissary to the King of England, whom which he is a cousin, another time as an admiral in the United States Navy during Operation High Jump, where it is documented and theorized that some actual evidence in support that Byrd encountered a Nazi military base utilizing UFO flying saucer technology that forced the the most powerful battle brigade and air power in the world to run home with heavy losses. And then again, as a retired Navy man and professional full-time explorer, brought back footage and stories from Antarctica of a land without ice and large, warm, freshwater lakes, hundreds of them, miles long, with species of animals running about thought to be extinct like the woolly mammoth. And stories of meeting with benevolent extraterrestrials charged with retelling a warning to bring back to fellow man your time will come of total destruction by your own hand through endless war. Unless you stop now, seek peace, you will all have whatever you seek, only through peace. And with that, I say, salam Alaikum, my friends. May God protect you from every harm or evil. And as always, I love you, planet Earth. This has been Crime Scene Time Machine. I have been Scott Roder, And this is the end of the show. Bye for now.